Welcome to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your powerful positive healing for life. I'm your host, Louise Schwartzwalter. I'm the creator of a five-part mind-body-soul methodology that clears the subconscious blocks to success. From engaging transformational interviews, brain soul success stories, and the secrets shared by brain and spiritual experts, you will reconnect, revitalize, and transform your powerful life. It's time for you. Welcome back to the Brain Soul Success Show, everyone. I am so excited to have my guest with me today. Uh, this is Danny Williamson, and Danny, you've done such great work in the world. Um, you know, I hear so many amazing stories about the people that you're helping with, with thyroid and inflammation and, and their health in such a beautiful way. And you have such an awesome um, energy, just heartfelt. You know, you can tell that you care about your people. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm so excited to have you with us today. Oh, I'm excited too. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. Thank you. <laughs> this, is so, this is awesome. And we just have such a good time together. So it's really great. You know, I want to share, um, share your story, you know, your, your history, your background here, your bio with people, because, you know, you, uh, and we'll talk about that too. You know, I know you're a graduate of, uh, of Vanderbilt University School of Nursing, right? Midwifery. Yes. You're also a nurse practitioner, so you've done mm -hmm. that as well, and you incorporate both the art of medicine, balancing the traditional and the integrative therapies. I think that's beautiful, you know, and I know you encourage your patients to step out of the normal, you say, and reach their optimal health. How awesome is that? Um, you own the Integrated Family Medicine in Franklin, Tennessee, and you focus on gut, autoimmune, thyroid, Hashimoto's, thyroidosis, right? It, that's your passion, isn't it? Thyroid. Yes. Thyroid. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you do a lot with that. Um, but I love how you embody the physical, the emotional, the mental and the spiritual process to healing. That's where we are aligned. I like that too, you know? So, and you believe that God designed our bodies to heal themselves. We simply must give our bodies what they need. Uh, you, right. completed, you, I know that you reversed a lot of things in your life and we'll talk. About I did. That. I did. Yeah. You said it was chronic diarrhea, lupus, uh, joint pain, itching, depression, and you really did have to heal your gut. I did. You did. Yes, ma'am. And you I did, did a lot more than that. We can't wait to dive in here. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that you're a, a sought after speaker at various conferences and workshops, um, and you lead a lot of great discussions, and you do a really beautiful job even on Instagram with your stories and, Thank and, you. and your Facebook lives and the people you're interviewing. Um, and I love that you're, you know, working with the gut and the adrenal and the thyroid and the hormones and the brain health because they're all connected. It's all connected. It's every all day connected. So awesome. Um, and then you've got a book coming out. Yes. Oh, I'm so yes. excited to promote your book. Oh, look at this. Uh, wild, wild and well, Danny's six common sense steps to radical healing. Hey, I have yes. a question about that before we even start. What gave you the idea to write a book? How did you even get started on that? Oh, I have a good friend of mine that I have known for years, and he's here in Franklin, which is, is Michael Hyatt. Some, some of you all may know him. He's written multiple New York Times bestsellers, and he's told me for six or seven years, you need to write a book, Danny. You've got to tell your story. You need to write your book of healing. You just need to combine it all. But it's taken about six or seven years 
to finally get all of that done. And he encouraged me, he inspired me. And finally, a year and a half ago, I decided to bite the bullet and started it. And it took a year and a half and we were so blessed. I I had somebody helping me write it because I'm not a writer, I'm a nurse practitioner but I can speak all day long. So um, she helped me write it. I talked, talked and talked and talked for a year. And um, it's a book that is dedicated to every single person who has gone through this medical system. Sometimes decade after decade being told you just need to eat less and exercise more or you're depressed, here's your antidepressant or here's your heartburn medicine because you know, and who's never gotten answers, who's never been listened to, who's been, uh, who believes that they're broken. And I'm a big believer that no one's broken. You're not born broken. You're not born sick. I wasn't born with lupus. I wasn't born with irritable bowel. I wasn't born with, with depression or chronic itching. I turned every bit of that on. And that book right there is, de- is dedicated to every single person who's ever thought that there was no way to reverse whatever it was that was going on with them. But I am living, breathing proof that whatever you have turned on, chronic disease, autoimmune disease, whatever, you can turn off or at the very least dial back down because we are incredible creatures of God. And he didn't design broken, you know, broken beings. And that's, that's what made me decide to do it because I sit and listen to women day in and men but, but mainly women day in and day out feel that they're broken and they're down and they're depressed and their marriage is hard and their work is hard and their children are hard and their bodies are just, they feel like they're crumbling. And it's a really great, but it really is. I was blessed. I was self-publishing it and we got a publishing deal and they loved it and haven't changed anything on it said wow which I mean can you imagine I'm an unknown author I've never written a book in my life and (laughs) I'm excited so we'll see what happens it comes out this fall and I'm just fingers crossed that it goes you know up and it ends up helping millions of people eventually yeah your mission behind it is is driving it you know we can we can hear it in your voice as you're speaking about it so um, congratulations. And I, I'm so excited, you know, to promote your, promote your book, Danny, um, and get that message out there. Absolutely. Well, it's common sense, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's 10 chapters of common sense medicine, and we've lost common sense in a lot of areas in our life, but for sure we've lost common sense in medicine. I mean, we, we're designed to heal and, and pretty much we, God has everything on this earth that we need. And sometimes you need pharmaceuticals. I, I, I mean, that I know that. And, mm-hmm. but it's common sense medicine, garbage in equals garbage out, right? You can take all the yes. pills in the world, but if you don't heal the gut first, what's at the end of your fork is way more powerful than, I don't have a pill bottle here, but what's it at the bottom of that pill bottle? Absolutely. Oh, that was beautifully said. Absolutely. You know, and I know, like you said, you didn't, you didn't get here. You know, it was a struggle, really. Um, yes. You had some struggles in your life that have given you your strength. Um, you know, so tell us your story. You know, where did this all start? You know, how did you even get the diagnosis of lupus? Where, where were you? Like, well, it started with a childhood of absolute chaos in the home. Mm-hmm. And um, a mother who who had attempted multiple suicide multiple times. My grandfather had died by suicide. I struggled with 
with it eventually, but from all of the stress, I had chronic diarrhea, chronic diarrhea, and um, lots and lots of stress in my house. Same thing when I went to college, and I, I ended up with my first colonoscopy when I was 20, ended up with four colonoscopies before I was 44, endoscopy, all the GI work, workups done for bloating and gas and all that, and then I itched for years, and then I was diagnosed with lupus in my 30s, and that was a bad diagnosis because that the, the rheumatologist said, well, there's no cure for lupus, Danny. Kills women every day. What? And I went ready for that. And then I got depressed over that one and got put on antidepressants. And, you know, all the while my mother has spiraling many times and had gone through three marriages. And there was child molestation in there. There was a third husband that was, a, that was a very abusive physically and verbally became really bad my senior year in high school. It was a mess. And so it took, it took 24 years. Then I had two children in there, bad Mm -hmm. marriage. I ended up, you know, leaving my husband and had had an affair. I mean, I was in, it was just like this all the time, chaos. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel well. And then I went through nurse practitioner school on food stamps. Right. And I was on a medical card and I was 40 plus years old and my kids were everything was chaos. It took 24 years before a doctor ever looked at me and said, Danny, what are you eating? What, what, any, what do you mean? Anything I want, right? I said, and he said, what? he said, you know, your diet controls your disease. I was like, yeah. And I just let graduate Vanderbilt, $200,000 in, 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 in student loan debt. I was never taught your, you know, your diet controls your disease. And so the, that question turned my entire world around, the entire trajectory of my life around. And that was my job um, out of nurse practitioner school, working for a family practice doctor who had seen the light and switched over into integrative medicine. And it changed my life, my patients' lives, my children's lives. I hope, I hope my grandchildren's lives. Just that question, what are you eating? You know, your diet controls your disease. What? And it, it, it changed the entire way I practice and my entire rest second half of my life. Wow. I love, I love that. How you, yes. You know, so thank you for sharing that with us and such an important point. You know, we are, well, I've reversed every single bit of it. Every see, I haven't been on an antidepressant in, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, maybe 15 years. I haven't, I don't take anything for the lupus. I don't take, I mean, I take some hormones, but I don't, I don't, I don't take anything for, I don't have IBS anymore. I don't have all of that uh, chaos going on in my life. And I reversed every bit of it. And that is exactly what our bodies are designed to do. Now it took me 44 years to get in that mess, right? It was 44 years before I started working on reversing it. It's going to take longer than four weeks to get over it. And I think people don't realize that, you know, well, I'm better, but I'm not, I'm not hundred percent. Well, no lady, you're 58 years old. We've spent five, almost six decades destroying your health. Here. It's going to take us a little longer than six weeks to reverse it, but man, I'm telling you, do that. I just want to, you know, so I think people would be interested. I know that you're, you know, I'm so, you know, congratulations. You know, I can tell you're strong. You have lots of courage. You know, you did it. You're kind of feisty. You're going to make it happen. Um, so that's part of it. But what else would you say you did that reversed all that besides eating differently? What else did you do? Well, I, you know, I, I got rid of the soul suckers in my life. One by one, I started cutting out the people that were dragging me down. And, you know, I don't think 
women, we don't believe we have permission to do that and to care for ourselves that way. Well, that's a huge piece. Stress will kill you. So honestly, knowing what I was eating that was hurting me, turning my world around to eating one ingredient foods, right? Just fresh one ingredient foods, processed bag, can, all that, getting rid of all that. That was the main thing for me. But then when I started working on the emotional, spiritual, physical, mental, sexual side of it, mm-hmm. eliminating soul suckers has been huge for me. And, mm-hmm. and that means putting distance between anything that was creating stress for me that I couldn't get worked out. And that included my mother, you know, for a long time, not, not becoming estranged. And I don't mean that, but setting boundaries, Boundaries were one of the biggest things for me that really started turning my health around. Wow, that's Learning a really medicine. important point. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And so I know that you've had to. So tell us about your mom. I know that that's been difficult, a difficult journey. Mother grew, grew up with a father she adored who apparently was mentally ill, and he died by suicide at 42 years old in the driveway of the house in the car. I was born six years later to the day, January 18th, 1966. He died January 18th, 1960. And then I came along as her child. Um, And I'm sure I'm a constant reminder to her also of her father, right? And so I grew up with a mom who had been um, institutionalized multiple times, attempted suicide multiple times. She had one child, that was me. And um, it was a hard childhood. It was a hard childhood. Three, three husbands. Um, like I said, the first husband was, was a child molester, which was a mess. And when I was 13 years old, she looked me square in the eye, square in the eye. In the home that I'm cleaning out now that I was talking to you about that I bought, yes. looked me square in, the eye in my bedroom and said, Danny, you caused me to lose the only man I ever loved. Oh, wow. Guilt. She plays guilt. I never brought it up to her ever until I was in my thirties. But it devastated me. I mean, I I mean, I still think about 55 years old and I I think about, and then she married a third husband that, that was just mean as a snake as well. And that was bad. And so I never had a good relationship with my mom. My mom told me when she started, when she was first diagnosed with dementia and she has Alzheimer's now, she said, you know, you started pulling away from me when you were one year old. And it was all I could do to say, well, you know, maybe I knew something. I mean, I don't know at one. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, what kind of one-year-old pulls away from their mother? I don't know. So, so now fast forward all these years of, I mean, really a lot of trauma and, 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 a lot of trauma in my life. She now it has Alzheimer's. I'm an only child. My mother is an only child. I'm trying to run my practice. I opened my practice seven years ago. I was raising my kids alone. I've been divorced for 18 years. And now who is the only caregiver? My grandmother died of Alzheimer's. There's no brothers and sisters on either side and look who it is. So it's been a whole, a whole journey in, in really healing and a lot of therapy and a lot of EMDR therapy for me, just trying to work through that trauma and going away for a week at a time to try to process all this. And, and I think I've come full circle. It's quite interesting now. Of course, she has to lose her mind for me to be able (laughs) 
to really like her. Isn't that something? I mean, um, it's you no, know, it's so interesting how God weaves our lives and, you know, in those different, different ways, but look at the strength that you have, you know, and that you studied a lot of therapy. Look at, look at, look at the other side. You're, I, you know, you did it, Danny. So congratulations on where you come, you know, in your life through all that and, and sharing that story so that people understand, no, it's not six weeks to health and it's not six weeks to health with even the emotional health. You know, this is a process. Oh, it's, it's lifetime. Yeah. That emotional yeah. piece of it is lifetime. And especially mm-hmm. with childhood trauma and, mm-hmm. and difficult uh, relationships with parents. I mean, that is something that rears its ugly head when you least expect it, yes. you know, and, and it's constant working on it and constant. And now I don't really, I'm not able to set boundaries uh, with my mom because my gosh, I've got to take care. You have to do the right thing. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because the director of the assisted living said to me, Danny, you've done so good with your mom, you know, I don't think you have a choice. I mean, and I also see it as a time of redemption, maybe for us. I don't know. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, no, you, you, you have to do it. He said, no, you don't understand how many people drop their parents off who had a childhood like you and they don't come back. I mean, they don't come back. They don't take care. But you, I can't do that as a human. Right. And, 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 it's, and I sit and I talk to my patients who are in the same season of life that I'm in. And so many of us are millions upon millions. I mean, every 66 seconds, someone's diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Every 60 seconds. In fact, it's probably less than that now because it's going to be about every 33 seconds, I think, by 2030. And so these women are going through the same season that I am. Some of them had amazing relationships with their mothers. Others like me did not. And healing's coming on the backside of it instead of, you know, when you're growing up and raising your children. But um, it's been a real, it's been a real journey for me. And I think it's made me a better nurse practitioner. It's made me look at things a little bit differently. And, but once again, boundaries, you can have boundaries with parents that create chaos in your life. And people don't realize that. No, they don't. They get kind of sucked into it. You know, one of the things that you said that I'm thinking of is um, when we're made to feel guilty for something we didn't do, you know, and so that 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 shame and that guilt, you know, that's usually (sighs) healed. And my teachers taught me that too. the people, the mentors that I work with. But, you know, and so now I kind of listen for it. I go, there it is, you know, so, you know, that's that's not your truth. And so you've been able to clear to clear that and set those clear boundaries. Um, I have, I've been working on it and I've been videoing her a whole lot, doing mm-hmm. videos and sharing those on Instagram. And it's quite hilarious. My mother's funny. So I've seen a side of her that mm-hmm. that that I didn't appreciate growing up because she's hilarious. Spicy, woo, and I know where I get a lot of mine from, but, but she's really funny and she's, you know, giving me a, a, some really funny advice on, on a lot of things that people are finding humorous. And then you've got the dementia and Alzheimer's mixed in it. So yes, it's been a journey and it's been, it's been, um, it's been really, really healing for me. Yep. And as a functional medicine provider, I mean, I'm traditionally trained in owning my own practice. I think that what I've gone through has only, it's only helping more and more people. Absolutely. It does create yes. that strength. That's your strength. And we can feel it as you're, you know, as you're speaking about it. So again, I just want to congratulate you. Um, what, you. what today motivates you? What motivates oh, you to do the work you're doing? 
every single patient every day. So this is interesting. What really motivates me is every morning to get up and go, number one, I love my job. And I don't know that uh, not everyone can say that, Mm -hmm. right? I got myself out of a job that was killing me. I took the steps to get out of it and, and I did it and I love what I do. So that every day, like not knowing what's going to be on the other side of that exam door motivates me daily. But when patients tell me, Danny, you changed my life, which I realize I don't, I always tell them, no, no, no. I was, I was, you, I was just the vessel. You had to do all the work over here. I didn't control what was on your plate over there. That is so motivating to me because you just want to keep going. When you see people's lives change and decades of dysfunction reversing literally in front of your eyes, every time they come back in, there's no better motivation. None. None. I totally agree with you. I mean, we're we're very aligned that way. That's my passion too. When I see those faces change, we even do before and after pictures because when I see people shift and change, that just, oh, that's it. That's, that's my bet. And, and it's like, it's like hitting that great golf shot, right? You know, because it's, it's like, whoa, that sound, I can hear that sound right now. And that just straight shot. Well, then the next one is just good. The Lord goes behind me or I miss the ball and there's a huge divot in the, in the grass. It's like that, that shot though, keeps you coming back for more and you just keep going. And it's not always a win, but it's so motivating every day. I love going to the office. I can honestly say, you know, that they, they motivate me that these patients do. And my son is leaving for medical school in June. And he's been working in my office in the supplement store for the last year. He's mm-hmm. completely changed his thoughts on medicine the past year. He said, man, mom, these patients, they are, they heal themselves. Uh, yes, that's medicine. And I can't wait for you to go to medical school and, and share this with people because they're not going to believe it. He's going to have a hard time. Beautiful. And, oh, it's going to be fabulous, but oh. he's going to DO school. He's going to be a DO and he, and, and I'm so excited about that, but still, it's still traditional medicine, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to have a hard time. I think when, when he's saying, well, you know, what about their D3 level or what about, what's their ACE score? What's their adverse childhood experience score or where's their B12, you know? So So yeah, and that's motivating right now for me to think, oh my gosh, this kid is getting ready to become a doctor. And I have a daughter who as well, who's equally as awesome, but she doesn't want to go to medical. She don't want to get in any part of this world. Um, that's, that's motivating because he, I would love it if he'd come back and work in that office Absolutely. and continue the legacy that we built last. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. You must be so proud of him. How completely awesome is that? <laughs> And you know, it is changing. Don't you think it's changing? More and more people are are understanding the natural way of doing things and they're kind of tired of some of the medications. They don't want to be on their antidepressants and their high blood pressure medication. That's what I see. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I'm so grateful because that was not that way 10 years ago. No, no, not when I got out of school at all. It wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. No. So, so one other thing that's really quite amazing, you're the only person I've told so far because it just happened last night. Well, I graduated from Vanderbilt. I've been gone, I don't know, 12 years or so. They called me this week and want me to moderate a panel on functional medicine, complementary medicine, they call it. Okay. Functional medicine, integrate, whatever. Moderate a panel of nurse practitioners, alumni to come back to Vandy and moderate this. And I, I was speaking to the alumni director on the phone. I said, 
<laughs> what took you so long? It's only been 11 years. I mean, it's only been 11 years. You all think I've lost my mind in what I do because they do. I mean, I, I, I and, 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 and she said, Oh, hush. I mean, she's funny. I've known her for a long time. She said, will you do it or not? And I said, yes, I will moderate it. I will be honored to moderate a panel on functional, but first one ever. First one ever at Vandy. First one ever at the university? Oh, that's yeah, they've never done they've never done um, anything on functional medicine or complementary medicine. So I'm sure they might try to tie my hands, but I wasn't voted most talkative for nothing in high school. I'm gonna get the message out there. You are gonna get the message out there. And oh gosh, congratulations on that. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. an honor, Danny. That's really great. That's and and like I said, one one doctor at a time, one nurse practitioner at a time, one physician's assistant at a time, one nurse at a time that realizes, right? Our bodies are designed to heal themselves. That's all it takes. If just yes. one person gets it. Yes. Yes. Oh gosh. I love that. Oh, I cannot wait to hear about that panel. And I, I can't either. <laughs> she said, Oh, we'll practice a lot ahead of time. I was like, Oh, okay. So, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to, they're going to have the reins on me over there. <laughs> Even, you, you know what? You'll handle it beautifully. I just have a great feeling about that. You'll handle it beautifully. They will, you know, and, and it's, it's the first one. So that's an honor. And they're asking you, uh, so what a great, what a great honor. Uh, yeah. So this, this type of medicine is getting out there, which is yes, so is. completely awesome, you know? Um, so, you know, if you could start actually all over again, you know, I'm just kind of curious, what would you do differently? Anything you would do differently? Uh, you know what I wouldn't do, which, which, I mean, I, I, <laughs> And I tell my patients, don't do this. It never works out well. <laughs> you know, and you and I have talked about this. I mean, I had an affair. Other than that, honestly, I would do everything the same. I have done everything I wanted to do. When I was eight, when I was 13, I knew I wanted to study fashion, fashion design. I wanted to live in New York City. I bought a one-way plane ticket when July the 2nd, 1988, when I graduated uh, college, moved to New York City, landed in the Salvation Army, lived there for a while and got an apartment. I worked in the city for three years in the garment district. I came home. I mean, I wouldn't have changed anything, even the marriage, because I got two incredible kids out of it. Um, and then I, I had a and had owned a store forever, had a totally separate career, 180 turn on a career from selling breast pumps and nipple cream in a maternity store, right. That I owned forever to nurse nursing school. The, I wouldn't change anything except for that. And I made a bad mistake on that one. And I, and I tell people all the time, Lord, if you haven't crossed the line, don't do it because you can't undo that. Right. And that, that was the, that's the only thing I would change everything else, man, what a life. And I am in the best season of my life right now. When I get to heaven, this hair is going to be crazy and wild. I'm going to look like a nutcase sliding in there. I know it. And, but it's 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 been a life well lived and a lot of really neat experiences. And when I'm old and rocking on the you know somebody's porch somewhere, I'm going to have some stories to tell. And that's what life's about. I mean, I've never lived my life. I've been scared a lots of times, but I've never let fear hold me back. Mm -hmm. And what's the worst that happens? It doesn't work. Well, so you know, um, yeah, no. That's it. That's my main regret. 
That's a bad one. That was a bad one. But I've used it to help a lot of people. I really have. I mean, yeah, you turn you turn lemons into lemonade. You know, that's yes. And I have forgiven myself. I don't think mm -hmm. I've been forgiven for that. And so that's tough. But um, other. Uh, yeah. 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 And that's good. You're awesome. Yeah, yeah. You're, you know, and 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 sharing so openly too. You know, the, the other thing I notice is when someone is willing to be vulnerable that way and share their life, share their life story, um, it helps other people open up as well. You know, they then they feel comfortable and safe doing that with you. That's the other thing that you provide where I feel like we're similar that way too, Danny, is um is we we provide that sort of safety for people to be able to open up because we do. You bet. And, you yeah. know, I think there's a fine line in that as providers and practitioners, you have to know mm -hmm. what to share, what not to share. Mm -hmm. When I share that sometimes with somebody who I know, and, and I think that, you know, there's only one perfect person out there and it's certainly not Louise or Danny. And mm -hmm. so we are humans mm -hmm. and humans make mistakes. Yeah. And, and when you, yes, humans make mistakes, but you may be down, but you are never out. And I just hope that my patients know that and the people that aren't even my patients that are on our social media or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. there's always, always a reason to get up and keep going. And um, you may make bad mistakes, but nothing is unforgivable. We learn from our mistakes. You bet. If yeah. you don't, shame on you. Yeah. Because you <laughs> should learn from your mistakes. You know, um, um, I, years ago, I said something to my kids and I said, you know, you're going to learn more from your mistakes than your successes. And wow. I still remember the day that my son said to me, mom, let me make my mistakes. <laughs> you taught me. Oh, that. I know. <laughs> I know. So absolutely, know. We, we do have to, that's how we learn and grow for sure. For sure. You know, so how do you, besides, I know it sounds like diet is huge, is hugely on your self-care. How do you take care of yourself to be able to keep doing what you're doing? Diet is the key number one for me. Okay. It is. I'm not perfect though. I was at Sprouts this morning buying up for, for Easter this weekend. I so wanted to buy those gluten-free Glutino Oreo cookies so badly. I didn't do it. They make a double stuff now. What? I mean, but I'm not perfect. Sometimes I eat the stinking gluten-free Oreo, you know, um, sometimes I do, but the diet is key. And, you know, I, I really try to work hard my entire practice. And that book is built off of my six steps to healing, eat well, sleep well, move well, poop well, decrease stress, cultivate community. Entire, my entire practice is built off of those six steps. And I really do try to, to, to cultivate, to, to keep those going in my life. My community is great. I have done, but that takes work community does. You have to be the one who picks up the phone or goes and stand, you know, goes to your neighbor's house and knocks on the door. Um, cultivate community. I've worked hard decreasing stress in my life. Again, as we've said, stress will kill you. I know when my stress level is getting out of control, my joints hurt, my body hurts, I'm tired. You know, you, you make bad choices when you're stressed mm -hmm. uh, diet wise. And sleep, your body heals when you sleep. I am very adamant about my sleep. And people know, do not call me. I mean, I, I practice functional medicine. I don't have any emergencies in my office. You don't, there's no, don't call me after nine o'clock. Now I'm not on call. So I, that's, that's good. I'm not on call anymore. But why? Um, if you don't sleep, you can't heal. It's huge. 
It's huge. Yes. You know, your brain, yes. your brain actually does detox at night. You know, you have a glymphatic yes. system and that's when it's working. So you're not getting good sleep and sleeping is just, as I mean, it's, it's, it's right up there with eating. You bet it is. You eat well, sleep well, move well. I mean, those three yes. things right there and poop, you got to poop too. A lot of people don't poop. Nobody poops, hardly yeah. anybody. I mean, you know, it, especially <laughs> out in the regular world <laughs> and, you, and you really should it should be good and a couple of times a day, honestly, but, but in movement, you stop moving when you stop moving. If you're not moving your body, anything, right? Anything all day long, just move your body. If you can't get to the gym, then drop down and do a plank for 30 seconds and brush your teeth in tree pose. I mean, yes. we can cultivate all of this. We can get it all in our, when you feel better, you do better. And it's a double-edged sword, you know, and I understand people being in the bed and laying on the couch so depressed. I get that. I know what it's like to lay in that bed and say, I'd be better off dead. I remember the morning that I was going to drive off the foot of Broadway into the raging river of the Ohio River and nobody would ever be able to stop me. I know that feeling and I know what it's like to be there, but I also know what it's like to, to, to say, whoa, no you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And mm -hmm. it took, it took years to crawl out of that, that kind of depression and that kind of like, just, I was lost. And when you're lost, you just don't know what to do. No, it's about finding yourself again. Absolutely. It's the journey back to ourselves. Yes. You know? and, uh, and, and I call it our soul's truth, getting back to hundred percent, your soul's truth. Your soul yes. wants to be healthy. Your body wants to be healthy. Your you body know, wants to heal. heal. Yeah, and to heal, yes. and, uh, and it's miraculous. You know, we make a you know, stomach lining every four days, so you know yes. we can heal. Um, and you're an example of that, you know. And I, I so applaud that because you emulate that for the people you work with. I often feel like the best practitioners, Danny, are somebody who's been through something hard. The um, wounded warrior, the wounded provider, the wounded healer. Yes, yes. I don't want somebody who's had this grand life and never had any. Um, struggles in their life, right? Any adversity, nothing. They have no idea. You know, now I've gone through menopause. Let me tell you, I am an excellent menopause <laughs> provider now because I nearly lost my mind those two years going through menopause. Man, I was feeling so good. And then menopause hit. What? Nobody told me about that, how that was going to be. And, 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 and so now I'm a better provider because I'm post-menopausal and I know <laughs> the things to do. Some 20 year old may be fine as a provider writing your hormones for you, but she's never woken up in a pool of sweat in the bed and had to move over to the other side. There's nobody in my bed. So if I was perfect. I could roll right over to the other side of the bed. But yes, the wounded providers are the ones that um, amen to that. Yes, absolutely. Ab absolutely. That's that's awesome. We're going to switch gears here and ask you a couple more questions more about um more about i guess you you here again you know um we already did the best self self-care tip um who have been some of your early mentors or teachers early um well probably the best mentor i ever had in my life was my grandmother she was a safe spot for me and she died of Alzheimer's about seven years ago as well. She was the safe spot during the chaotic years of my life. Uh, she, was the, she was the one. 
she was the one, but, um, um, she's the one who told me one time I came home, I was living in New York city and I didn't have time. She's asked about church. And I said, Oh, grandma, I don't have time. I'm working three jobs to live in New York. She goes, well, if you're, if you don't have time for church, you're, if you're too busy for church, then you're too busy. You need to figure that out. Okay. And then I was also reading a Danielle Steele novel. I came home. She goes, oh, for crying out loud, Danny. She was real Southern. Her name was Anna May. Anna May and Stilly Ray. My grandfather was Stilly Ray. That was his name, Stilly. Stilly Ray and Anna May. And she said, you don't need to read that book. If you want to read about sex and drugs and murder and all that, just read the Bible. <laughs> she told me it's all in it. And it is. Yeah, she was the big one. But I mean, she was the best one. But then professionally, yeah, my first boss out of nurse practitioner school, um, he was the best mentor for me. He's the one who taught me about healing the gut. And he was um, a family practice doctor who stepped out of the boat years ago. And he took me under his wing. And that was the job that I said was nearly killing me after five years. And, and I, I cried every day there. I mean, it was, it was a mess because I, it, was, it was chaotic. And I decided to leave, but he still is an amazing mentor. But he, and that was a whole story of healing and redemption as well. Because when you leave a job that you're really good at and you're, you're bringing in a lot of income for the, for the, for the office, that took full circle healing right there on both of us to be able to come back. But he was the best mentor I've ever had. He took me under his wing and, and taught me the ropes, taught me a lot about life and love and all that goes with it. Wow. You've had some great, great, great people in your life. Yeah. I have had some great people. You've had some great people in your life. Yeah. You know, so what advice would you give someone who's just beginning their practice? Oh man, I get this a lot. So I get a lot of emails on this. People want to open up a practice, a functional medicine practice, traditionally trained. Uh, it, it will take years to unlearn everything that you have learned in a traditional allopathic, but you don't want to unlearn everything, but you know, to, to, to my advice is um, you, you go, you listen to you, people like Louise, you listen to every podcast you can on functional medicine or integrative medicine, and you get out there and you study and you read and you pick everybody's mind that you can, and you start putting your protocols and your, your office together one thing at a time. Now, big one is you can't do it all. You cannot be an expert in everything. Like there are things I don't touch. I don't touch heavy metals. I don't touch Lyme disease or autism. There are people that do that all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like a mechanic. You don't want a mechanic who works on a car a couple of times a year, right? You want somebody who does it every day. So I say, find your niche. What mm -hmm. is it you're passionate about? Is it the brain? Well, you'll have a lot of business if you're the best there is for, mm -hmm. you know, brain health. For me, it was thyroid initially, and now it's kind of, morphed into more endocrine work, right? Mm -hmm. um, find your niche and go with it and learn everything you can on it. Read every book you can, go to every conference you can. Well, if we can get back into conferences again <laughs> and just do it, be the best there is in something, but you can't be everything to everyone. No, not possible. You'll hurt people if you try to do that. Yeah, that's really, really good advice. Absolutely. There's experts in everything. You know, and you, you want to find them. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. And when I was going through traditional training, one of my very first preceptors was an internal medicine doctor. And he told me that I was a student. I was one of the oldest ones in my class. I was the oldest one in the women's health. And um, he said to me, as family practice, Danny, you've got to be the quarterback. You're not the expert. You have to know who the best cardiologist is out there. You have to know mm-hmm. who the best psychiatrist is. You can't do all of this. Your job is to get them where. So, so if you're going to be just general, then you've got to have a toolbox a mile long of who to get to, you know, the experts, but my, what I love, I like being the best in a certain area. And then you get to go really deep in that rather than broad, right. And just know a little few, a few things. We still have to know a lot about a lot of things or a little Mm -hmm. bit about a lot of things, but yeah. Study. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. Yeah. Get, get that niche for sure. Right. Cause look at you, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not over there. Yes. You have your niche. You've got one thing that you are the person people say, Oh, you gotta go see Louise. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. And, and, you know, usually our niche is something we've been through ourselves or a challenge that we've had, you know, so I had challenges yes. with my brain and my memory and all that. So I'm, I'm really good at the brain and releasing stress. And then I see the trauma connected to it too. So just like you, I believe we're whole people and I'm spiritually based as well. You know, so I get both, I get the whole person there. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. I had my phone number written in my wallet. So I do remember that. This is before cell phones. So I was like, I don't remember my phone number and I'm in my thirties. <laughs> what does this mean? You know? And so, so I had to turn, turn that around just like you turned around your, you know, your lupus and everything. Yeah. You yeah. Bet. Yeah, it's you very bet. cool. So great advice. If you're starting out, get your niche. Absolutely. You find it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and all reach the- out to people because people want to teach. So I get so many people that reach out to me and I can't do it all, but, mm-hmm. but, but I love it when people come to my office and observe and, and, and patients, I ask the patients, Hey, look, I've got Louise in today. She's, she's a nurse practitioner getting ready to uh, whatever, open her own clinic. Do you mind if she shadows me? And, and so people love to teach, ask what's the worst that happens? No, I don't want to do that. I'm you know, that worst that happens is they say, no, you can't come shadow me or you can't, I mean, I, golly, people love to be mentors and they love to share their story. People love to talk about themselves, right? I mean, that's what, that's what, and, and they love to teach. Most people do. So I, for sure, find your niche, but also reach out to the people that you admire. You just never know. Exactly. Oh, good. Yes. You just never know. Yeah. So be thirsty. It's like being thirsty for that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, never stop learning. That's what I love about what you and I do. I mean, my colleagues who are just Plano, you know, providers who that's just day in and day out, they are bored. They don't want to, um, they're not interested in, in learning more and, um, and digging deep and studying. They're not up on what the latest research is. Those of us who do what we do, we're curious. There's a reason we're doing what we do because we know there's a better way and we never get bored and we know the latest research out there and and we're digging around on PubMed. We're not 10 years behind in the research. And when you figure out what it is you love, you will never stop learning. Never. Yeah. Yeah. The passion. It's that passion. It's that beautiful passion. 
the ones who are really good at what they're doing, whether they're famous or whether they're just like me struggling, I'm not struggling, but you know, one day at front of the, at one foot in front of the other in, in Nashville, Tennessee, um, they love it. They love it. We do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm there, I'm there with you. I'm right there with you. We both have that, that passion for things. You know, Danny, if you were going to leave us with one tip, our audience with one tip here, what would it be? For you, it might be three. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it might be, right? Right. One tip. One tip for your audience. You are exactly where you are supposed to be right now in this day and time. It's no surprise. You're exactly where you are. You're not broken. You're not broken. You know, if you've got a breath in you, if you're still taking a deep breath, if you're still taking a breath, then there's room for change and you're not broken. And I just think that you have to keep saying that. Oh, it has to be on your mirror, on your bathroom or what have you, you know, whatever. Put that mantra up there. I mean, you're not broken. We're not broken. We've got such a broken society. I mean, people feel they're so broken. Mm -hmm. I just think that's a great tip right there is you've got to believe it though. I know you're not broken. I know that, but you have to believe that. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. It does come down to that belief. Oh my gosh. This has been such a gift to, to, to spend time with you today. Thank you for all of your wisdom and your sharing, um, you know, and all the tools that you use in your practice and the way that you you work with people the way that you emulate that passion and help them find that that non-brokenness in themselves. That's what you do. Um, and so I want people to know about you. Um, I know your website is dannywilliamson.com. Um, and what, what else would you like to share with us? I know your book's going to come out in the fall. Um, book comes out any in the fall. Free orders. Mm -hmm. Any free, you know, free freebies that you want to offer? Yeah people here yeah if if you if you go to our website and you sign up for our newsletter which we send out a really great newsletter you'll get a free swapping book that just says if you're eating i don't know if you're eating bread regular white bread um you know you can switch to whatever it says gluten-free bread or corn tortillas you know it's a swapping book but then you get kind of plugged in. We have an amazing live Facebook live. So I'm best live. And so I, I'm better live. So every Sunday night we do a Facebook live, which Louise did. And it was fabulous. My people are still talking about it. Every Sunday night on Danny Williamson Wellness, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram are all the same. Danny Williamson Wellness. And then Wild and Well is out in November. And so you need to get on the email list so you know when it's out because I want to come all over the country to do book signings. Nobody knows me, but I would love to go. Even if nobody shows up, I just love to travel and I'm ready to get back out there again. Oh, that's traveling. awesome. You got to come to Albuquerque. We'll have you here. I want to come to Albuquerque. Find me a bookstore, a coffee shop or something, and I will be there. My dad bought a 32 foot RV and I told him, I said, we're going to wrap it with the Wild and Well book tour logo on it. And we're going to load those books up and we're going to go across the country. He's ready. He's like, when's the book tour, Danny? Well, we need a book first to sell. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That's so great. Oh, I'm serious about it, man. You can email info at dannywilliamson.com. And my book publisher is like, you just tell us and we'll make sure people have books, you know? So if you want to go anywhere, because 
Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, I just, I just love that. Oh gosh. I want to go in that RV with you. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. How fun it would be. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I just love to meet people and I just want people to know, man, I mean, this is, we just, we don't laugh enough. We've had a hard year. I mean, we still got a hard year, I guess, you know, but good Lord, we are alive and we are, uh, I just believe it's what you make it. And right. Yes. Look at you. You smile so beautiful. You just have an amazing following an amazing tribe. You've done great. You've done so incredible. And yeah so that's it that's how you can get in touch oh, with us i love this so yeah. we're going to watch out for your tour here the book in november go to her website go to danny's website get her freebie here and uh and again i thank you so much for thank you louise appreciate you just so beautiful thank you danny